big idea. Jesus' desires, identity, authority, and activity originated in and were supported by his prayer life. Our weekly identity statement, When I know who I am, I know what to do. I know who I am by knowing my Creator, and I know my Creator through prayer. In our memory verse, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45. I'll be honest with you. I have vastly underestimated the importance and power of prayer in my life and in the life of our church. In the devotional, My Utmost for His Highest, Chambers writes, Prayer is not a normal part of the life of the natural man. We hear it said that a person's life will suffer if he doesn't pray, but I question that. What will suffer is the life of the Son of God in him, which is nourished not by food but by prayer. When a person is born again from above, the life of the Son of God is born in him, and he can either starve or nourish that life. Prayer is the way that the life of God in us is nourished. Prayer is not a matter of changing things externally, but one of working miracles in a person's inner nature. When we're not treating God as a vending machine, we're treating Him as our lifeguard or servant. Prayer isn't a panic button. We should pray when we're in a panic, but that's not the only time we should pray. Prayer isn't an easy button. We should never treat God like our servant who exists to do and give the things that will make my life more pleasurable. That's not the point at all. The point is, we've been born and raised in a society that has a storyline that runs counter to God's desire for us. There are destructive thought patterns deeply ingrained into the core of our conscious and subconscious thought. The primary work that God needs to do in us is to renew our minds, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We are already conformed to the pattern of this world, but God wants to call you out of that darkness and into His light. Prayer plays a crucial role in rewiring our brains to work and function with God at the center of everything instead of ourselves. Prayer, as means of communion with the Father, not just asking from Him, is not optional for true believers. If the point of studying Scripture is to know God's truth, prayer is about installing the framework of that truth into every area of our lives. Like your body needs food and water, your soul needs prayer. But that's not all that prayer is. Prayer does have an effect on the people you pray for. Dr. Bird, a cardiologist at the San Francisco General Hospital and professor at the University of California, conducted a 10-month study of 393 patients in the coronary ICU. 192 patients were prayed for every day by first name by groups around the country. The other 201 were not. The prayed-for patients were five times less likely to require antibiotics, three times less likely to develop fluid filling the lungs, and none of them needed breathing tubes compared to 12 in the other group. 
fewer of the prayed-for patients died. These findings were published by the American Heart Association. Prayer really does make a difference, even if people don't know we're praying for them. Can you imagine what would happen if we started praying for the people we know on a regular basis? Also, when you pray, your brain chemistry changes. Your brain goes into higher states of intellectual function, what some doctors call the state of love, because it lights up the same parts of your brain. Prayer has an incredibly powerful effect on your brain in a positive way. Prayer isn't just something that's good if you do it. It's everything. In fact, Brother Lawrence in his little book, The Practice of the Presence of God, said, Let us thus think often that our only business in this life is to please God, that perhaps all besides is but folly and vanity. Do not be discouraged by the resistance you will encounter from your human nature. You must go against your human inclinations. Often, in the beginning, you will think that you are wasting time, but you must go on, be determined, and persevere in it until death, despite all the difficulties. How happy we would be if we could find the treasure of God which the gospel speaks. All else would be as nothing. As it is boundless, the more you search for it, the greater the riches you will find. Let us search unceasingly, and let us not stop until we have found it. We must know before we can love. In order to know God, we must often think of Him, and when we come to love Him, we shall then also think of Him often, for our heart will be with our treasure. Brother Lawrence sought not to remove himself from his day-to-day life in the hopes of finding the presence of God. Instead, he sought to spend every moment of his day-to-day life in the presence of God. God is never not there. He's never far away. He is always near. With the promise that He will draw near to us if we draw near to Him, we can be near to God in any and every situation if we are making the choice to draw near to God in that moment. Prayer isn't just something, it's everything. Our daily scripture focus, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes to think and pray through a few things. First, conceptualize. Take a moment and think about someone in your life who needs Jesus. Do more than just think of them, visualize them. Picture their face. Hear the sound of their voice. Imagine their personality. As you are thinking about them, pray for them that God would open the eyes of their heart through the power of His resurrection spirit. Can you commit to praying for them every day for the next week? Second, reflect. How often do you pray throughout your day? Have you ever tried to develop the habit of practicing the presence of God in your all-day, everyday life? Third, repent. Spend some time praying and ask God to change your heart and your mind about prayer. Have you given it too little consideration? Have you not made it a priority? Have you only prayed for God to do things for you? Have you not prayed for people in your life who need Jesus? Whatever area of prayer you may have neglected, repent and let God lead you into new pastures. Finally, thank God. Thank God that He has given us a way to know Him, experience Him, and share Him and His power. (laughs) 